0: following is a live copyrighted presentation ladies and gentlemen it's time now for radiolawtalk.com with your host frederick penny attorney at law and now radiolawtalk.com
1: Yep, whether you like it or not, we're still here at Radio Law Talk. Todd Cunin, Denise Dirks, Fred Penny, and Cal Hunter, the four Musketeers. Cal Hunter's our producer. We have Todd Cunin, who is a former prosecutor and criminal lawyer, and Denise Dirks, who does family law, and I'm a personal injury lawyer. We love love being here uh, every Saturday morning, 9 and noon Pacific time. If you want to call in 855-LAW-RADIO and talk to us or talk to Cal, uh, the famous Cal three-time Emmy Award nominee, but never a winner. Uh, but you know what? He is still a nice guy. Give him a call. He will never, answer the phone. Never, 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 never. And that's okay. Yep. yep. Email us at info at com. Uh, remember, uh, it's important to know we're talking about general topics of law. Seek local counsel. Do not, do not use us as legal advice in a court of law unless you're at what? The Christmas table. It's coming up. Christmas and Hanukkah. And uh, you can use us uh, to uh, go against those at the table,
2: especially the in-laws that say they say. I mean, look, if you have one of those – I'm just going to say, if you have one of those blowhard relatives, and we've all got them, the one right. person that shows up that that if they ever had to actually employ any of the advice they had that they dispense, they'd probably fall flat on their face in a minute. you got one of those that shows up, and you have been itching for the opportunity to put them in their place, cite us with impunity.
1: Go and here's ahead. the best part: I want you. You can also have our website, www.radiolawtalk.com, and we have our podcast listed. And you can go by subject. So when Uncle Jack says, "You know, the other day on the Greyhound case, uh, I heard this." Oh, wait a minute. Let me quote you, and you can just play it for him. And that's that's what you. That makes it easy. Remember, this is the most exciting talked about uh, probably radio show on the earth other than the alien shows, and uh, we do love those. We're going to talk about some fun stuff today. Obviously, everyone's favorite case or no case. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the Supreme Court, uh, what it's reviewing, what the latest is. There's some interesting things. What A topic that I think might take a whole hour, I, I'm serious, we could almost take a whole hour is lawsuits about the ACT, SAT being not a good thing for parity in determining who should go to what college. And those lawsuits are already going forth, and we're going to discuss that. And uh, want to hear your uh, take on that if you want to call in. We're also going to talk about an Arizona death case crash that uh, it sounds bad to talk about, but there's there's a reason that I want to talk about these because there's some interesting parts of it. that it just sounds like, oh, another accident. You know, Fred Penny talks about auto accidents. But this one has a few twists that I want to discuss, including uh, maybe we might up, get into a, a greyhound case, but 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 Denise is here, and we want to talk about some of the latest divorce cases too. They're interesting. Todd, I don't know of any fun criminal cases that are going on. I know that sounds really uh, awkward. And, They're all and fun and
2: creepy, but yeah we, we we could we could figure it like you guys you guys start going and if i if I come up with one, one of those stupid criminal trust me. There's no shortage of stupid criminal stories out there. No. And if I find them, well, we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll cover them. Well,
1: it. and last night I was at a uh, basketball game and I sat down with two uh, awesome uh, powerhouse uh, l- uh, lady lawyers that are district attorneys that I just uh, pumped for information about some really interesting stories that they have. And guess what? I learned some funny stories. And if I can remember them, I'll tell you about them without any details. But uh, that's what we're going to do. So, if you want to, uh, again, if you want to go to, yes, yes, you can do that, Cal, whatever that
0: is. I just thought I'd bump up some music because I'm dopey today. I had a yeah. computer go away, so I was testing the other ones. It's working fine. That's okay. Well, then, <laughs> why don't you just roll it and do case or no case while you're at well, it? Well, that's what I'm thinking. You as can long, do long that. as we're here. It. Now it's time to, to play, play case or no case. Yay! All right. I want to tell you the story of Claudie Charles, C L A U D Y, Claudie Charles, who was an antique car collector. I say, was an antique car collector. Cloudy Charles suffered some financial losses and had to sell his cars. And so one night when he was getting them ready for sale, he came out the next morning and they had all burned down to the ground. He claimed he was working on a Cadillac, put a brand new fuel line in there. The fuel fell on a hot manifold and spontaneously it combusted. Of course, when it combusted, all of his other 15 cars went poof, disaster. Insurers said, you know, Claudie Charles, we're not so sure. So I'm going to ask you, just on the face of that rather limited number of facts, and oh I'll start gosh. with you, Denise. Uh, case or no case? What do you think?
1: Wow, he gave you nothing, didn't
0: he? I didn't he give you much, but I'll tell you, this has a, you know, this is this is one you'll like, I hope. So
3: basically, it's did he burn it down to get the insurance proceeds? Right, right.
0: First off, remember his name, Cloddy Charles. <laughs> <Clody> <laughs> oh, why Charles. wouldn't he, right? <laughs> Cloddy Charles. Uh... That's, an actual, that's his actual name, by the way. I'm not making up the Allegedly. name. I promise you that much. <laughs> and he
3: said he did he did something to the Cadillac? He said he was working on one of the cars, and the
0: fuel line must have come off, and, you know, the engine was hot. He was testing it. And, How was that again,
1: Cal? What's the, what's, what was
0: that? <laughs> you know, just like that spontaneous, yeah. You know, next thing you know, bye bye 1932 Cadillac. You know, boom, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, I'm going to say that it is a scenario, but not a case.
0: Okay, Mr. Penny, what say? Do you think there's enough information there to make a case out of that?
1: You know what's interesting about this is it's so. You know, it's it's such an easy one that you know it's not. It seems right. like a slam dunk. Yeah, it just seems doesn't? like a slam dunk, and that's why I know it's not. Because Cal wouldn't just give us an easy, <laughs> straightforward. One day you should give us a straightforward slam dunk, no brainer, just the simplest thing that is so obvious, and we're gonna go. That's way too obvious. We're gonna go the other way. And you're gonna go. Yeah, didn't you? It's obvious, didn't you guys think of that? I yeah. could be doing that now for all you I know. doubt that. <laughs> Highly doubt that. So there's some twist with this thing, and I'm not quite sure what. Do you? Can I tell you? Can I ask you? Do you is the it in you the may. United States?
0: It's in the United States. I believe it was in Louisiana.
1: Okay. And then what years generally? What this decade? This was in
0: the late 1990s.
1: Okay, late 1990s. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm going to say it's a case. I'm going to go opposite of, um, Denise. This is a typical thing that occurs. I mean, that there's a fire and whether or not there's insurance coverage for the fire. A lot of times what people do is you better double check if they're antique type vehicles. A lot of times that you have to get like this extra type of insurance that, that'll, that'll give you the value of its antique nature, you know, Um, like a 69 Camaro, that's worth, uh, $1,492 thousand four hundred ninety two bucks according to uh, the yeah. standard you right. know
0: right. Uh, the but, junkyard price yeah the right. junkyard
1: price but right. it just depends upon that so I, I'm gonna say it's a case there's some twist on this and I'm gonna say he does not get money for the cars and there's a there's a twist or there's some sort of loophole that he messed up on it's a case and he does not get reimbursed for all the car's burning All down. All
2: right, Mr. Cunin, what say you? Oh, Mr. Hunter, Mr. <laughs> Hunter, Mr. Hunter. Can I ask just to refresh my you recollection? Met, yeah. What was it he was he said he was
0: working on? He was working on a fuel line on an old Cadillac vehicle, had the engine running sputtering and so on. Plugged the fuel line in, the fuel line leaked, hit the manifold. <laughs>
2: And everything went up in Obviously, smoke. No, in and smoke. Smoke. Right. Smoke. Yeah. Smoke. it went It oh. went like that. Oh. Okay. And, of
0: course, when that car went, you know, so went the Rolls Royce. So went the car yes. that I saw today that I have to get for myself, the Maserati Quattro Porto. Okay. <laughs> you know, they and,
2: all and, went. and you <laughs> read the insurance, <laughs> finally, oh, it was such a loss because I lost my Monet and exactly. I lost the <laughs> <laughs> We're about <laughs> done here. We've we got one <laughs> minute left. Man. Okay. We got, we got uh, minute left. Tell you what. I'm going to say that this is a scenario... And I am going to throw my lot in with Miss Dirks Ooh. and answer exactly the way she answered. Whatever she said, that's what I say. I did, love it. Did you like say just what she said? Ditto. What what, what, what she, she said. said? That's what she said. All
1: right. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna talk about uh, case or no case when we come back and call in if you wanna opine about it. Eight five five Law Radio. Tweet us at Radio Law Talk. And then after that, we're gonna talk about this interesting act sat lawsuit that guess what there no longer might be a need for an act sat we'll be right back after these great messages
0: now to get into college there will be a pop quiz (laughs) 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 we'll have the answer to case or no case and more coming up right here on radio law talk so you stay right there all advertising for legal services on radio law talk
5: 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. I've
0: got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what i do. And I know this place right down the road. Quick, quack, car Hop inside, let's take a ride And watch this cat shine. Just come and see, I guarantee Your ride will steal the show Come on, quick, quack, car wash Don't drive that dirty car Uh Quick, quack, car wash They'll have you looking sharp Come on
1: Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. A family member has been injured, call 800 616 4 Law or see us at PennyAssociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad.
0: All right, guys, we need to have you read some lines for our disclaimer promo, but first, can anybody tell me what a disclaimer is? All right.
2: If you pay my fee, I'll take your case.
0: Time to get back to Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station.
1: Mr. Charles, who has a bunch of antique cars, somehow there's a fire that starts and he wants his insurance to cover all 12, 15 cars that burned up. And something is awry and this is something going on behind the scenes that Cal Will not tell us. Denise said scenario, no case. Todd said scenario, no case. Fred Penny said case, but he does not win against the insurance company uh, for the fire and the cost of replacing his cars for some reason. Well, for
0: those of you who say it is a case, that would be Fred. Let's see how we can...
1: Uh, welcome, welcome, oh, welcome Fred. Yes! Yeah, I, you guys have to see the face
2: of my two cohorts well, Denise
0: here. immediately They're went down like, to the table, and Tom threw up his hands in yes, disgust.
2: Yes, you followed the wrong person. I Don. know, I know. I went against what I always say, which is hit your hit your wagon to Fred. There you go. Dang hit it. your wagon with Fred. I mean, it's Denise his show. Is Come on. looking
1: at me on, and
0: right? laughing. Uh, now, of course, <laughs> this is a case. But, All right. But the resolution of the case is unique, which is what I liked about it. Good. Mr. Charles' lawyer brought in many expert mechanical witnesses using every possible tactic to say that Mr. Car- Charles' claim as to the facts was highly likely or even possible. Right. His lawyer was 27-year-old Stefan Gutierrez, and in the course of his closing argument, decided to hitch his wagon to the star of accidental combustion. And while he was giving his closing argument, he had a lighter in his pocket, an e-cigarette lighter, which he was playing with during his closing arguments, hoping somehow that an accident would occur and he could therefore see, look, I'm just, I just have a lighter in my pocket and it caught fire. Well, it did catch fire. Oh, my gosh. No. <laughs> he came back with wet pants, insisting all the time that that, that e-cigarette lighter was spontaneous. The jury was not convinced. Claude asked for a new yes. lawyer. After that, he got a new lawyer, but he lost anyway. So Todd was a clown, and so was his attorney. And that, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, Fred Penny nailed it. Two points I for said, Mr. Penny. Denise is giving yes. me a look, Fred. She has a question. That is case or no case. What, Denise, I can tell. Denise, because, was that did I nail it or not? Tell me the truth. Much to Denise's sure. chagrin. Yes. <laughs> she's well, not gonna give me any. No, she's not any gonna love. give not even no a little hint, not even a G. Well, let me tell you why I went there. Nothing.
1: Not yeah. even a Fred? Good job. Nothing. No. She's giving me, me like you idiot.
0: I'm just sick about the whole thing. Well, anyway, uh, that's good the one, the Fred. congratulations, good one, Fred. Fred. Good job.
1: Do we have any yeah. more stuff that says Fred, Fred, Fred on it, or no, still? I think
0: that's pretty much all I have. No,
1: okay. Oh, there, Fred, Fred,
0: Fred, We tried to get the Fred. jingle shouters to shout Denise, Denise. So it was extra money for the extra syllable. Oh, gotcha. So, <laughs> yeah. So we so we didn't do it, and you know that's kind
1: of okay. Case. Guess what? We're, we're going to talk about this lawsuit. This is very interesting that's going on. So. There's a coalition of students, advocacy groups, and 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 it's largely black and Hispanic individuals bringing a lawsuit that's saying the SAT and the ACT um, are, are uh, discriminatory upon allowing certain individuals to get into California school systems. Now we have we're heard throughout the United States uh, radio, law talk. This is just not a California thing. It is all over. In fact, Chicago, University of Chicago now is one of the first uh, schools that does not require an ACT or SAT test to get accepted into the University of Chicago. So um, this is starting. They're saying there's disparagement between uh, students because of the following reasons. Here's a couple of arguments they're arguing. Number one, it's the richer, It's the rich kids can go hire tutors. And they can uh, practice, or they can hire
3: the guy that if,
1: yes, we what's can his name? someone over at USC if they need. That's exactly <laughs> right. Or they can go to USC and find someone to to for enough money to let them in, or uh, take the test form. or take the test for as we've been talking <laughs> about.
3: Denise,
2: you are so you are just so cynical about this. Good heavens! <laughs> but, but it's interesting The interesting
1: part is 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 they're arguing that is the rich kids get get to hire two private tutors. And take those classes that allow you to study for and do better on your ACT, SAT. Now, I'm which look, of
0: course is true, by the way.
1: But 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 you know, I'm a kind of guy. This is me, of course. I grew up in the country. I, I'm straight up honest. I was never a good test taker. My SAT, ACT, whatever. It was. I looked at it. It was so old, you know. That it was on parchment paper. But I had to look, go back and look <laughs> at it. And I was like, did I really score that low? I just was never a good uh, test taker. But guess what? L- life turned out okay for me, you know. But but there are some people that just flat out, whether they take those classes or not, are going to be good test takers. I have a son that's a really, really good test taker. I don't, I don't care what everybody says about all my other children. They're smart. They're good because of my wife, not because of me. But there's one boy that just lo- loves test taking. And he nails it all the time. And he has no more, uh, you know, uh, Extra
0: core st- intelligence. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, right. no, no,
1: nothing mm-hmm. extra than, than anybody else. But he could, he just knows how to do it. So that's the first argument that they're making: is the affluent families can afford to send their children to tutoring. Okay, that's the first argument. They also say that um, a number of these students um, that are that are not getting into these Cal systems that are uh, generally minorities um, uh, don't uh, they don't receive. It's more difficult for them to get uh, basically education through some of the schools that are not quite as good school as schools where they live. You see what I'm saying? So th- th- that's another argument. So um, the other side says basically uh, that is the uh, standardized testing. Oh, f- oh, the third and final argument I remember that's interesting. They're saying basically this has become a sh- a sham, a sham business for the SAT and ACT. It's like a big conglomerate company business that everybody makes money on and they say that shouldn't that's one of the issues that shouldn't shouldn't occur um, so that's the argument they're they're trying to lay out among others that uh, they should not have the ACT, SAT requirement to get into college.
2: Well, you know, you got to go back and look at the history of the SAT and the ACT. The SAT, for example, first came about, it was started in Harvard as in the early 20s as a way for Harvard to determine which of the students should get a certain scholarship. And then, after they saw some success for Harvard-bound applicants, they the, the chancellor at Harvard then promulgated this test to other universities to use it as a standardized testing. And the problem was that the test was focused more on cognitive thinking as opposed to testing what people actually learned. That spawned the introduction of the ACT. And when we come back, we'll follow up on that and look at just a couple of statistics that may demonstrate the point being raised by this lawsuit. Both ways. Statistics on the other side I'm going to bring up.
1: We'll be back after this.
0: Thank you for turning on Radio Law Talk. Remember, we're live 9 to noon Pacific every Saturday, and you can catch us live on radiolawtalk.com. Now this.
2: Stop whining.
0: All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com.
5: 809181376 809181376 That's
4: 809181370 Are you serious?
0: This is Radio Law Talk.
1: So we're talking about the lawsuit that just is coming before uh, or, and or against the University of California school system about ACT and SAT not being uh, – it should not be allowed as a benchmark to determine whether or not they get into UC school.
2: Yeah, so, so I just want to finish up here with what we talked about going to the break. So we had the SAT was originally just for Harvard people, how they're going to give scholarships, and then it started being used. But, again, the SAT – really focused on d- testing how well a person can think and reason and, and stuff like that. The, the ACT comes along and says, that's important, but we also should include in the test questions about the actual subjects that they took in high schools to, to determine their basic competency on core issues. And so that came about and and... The two started being uh, competing with each other. They started being used. But here's a statistic that has followed the ACT, for example. And I think this is probably the basis of this lawsuit. And that is the percentage of African-American students passing three or more of the ACT benchmarks, even today and historically, uniform throughout the history of the ACT, has lingered somewhere around 10 percent. For Caucasian students it's 50%, and for Asian students, it's 60%. And so when you look at that and see that disparity, I get the result, but then Fred's got some questions on the other side, statistics. These are about who passes the test, but now Fred's got stats about how that actually impacted right. admissions to the schools. Yeah, now there's a couple of things I want to argue. The first is if you if you don't...
1: Use the ACT and SAT. Then what? Then what do you what do you base it on? Absolutely. And, and it's obvious that they're going to argue a couple of things, and they're going to argue number are oh, we base it on your grades at high school. So so, so let me back up. <laughs> let me back up. There's uh, the first thing I I say to myself is, and again, I grew up in the country, you know, I hard knocks type of person, and I don't understand everything, believe me. But but I say to myself. Okay, so you don't get in a a Cal system or a top college. Go to a two-year junior college. My nephew, who is really bright, went to a two-year junior college cuz he couldn't get in the school he wanted and then he ended up going to Cal and graduating from Cal which is a difficult school to get into so there you go yeah he didn't make it cuz his ACT and SAT wasn't wasn't big enough but guess what he 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 worked hard and he said that's okay I'm still going to do it there's ways to go around it to make it in there and he went to a junior college did well and and he's he's doing great in his job right now so that's the first thing the other thing that's interesting that's what you got to understand too is now I didn't know this that there are more than a thousand colleges now making the ACT and SAT an option. You, when you apply to that college, it's just an option. Yeah. One is University of Chicago, Denise, which is crazy, uh, that but University of Chicago came I just want to bring up some
2: stats. Sorry, we're gonna R- really quickly yeah, on, on yeah. That, if you if you go the junior college route, this is what yes. I did, okay? Mm-hmm. I couldn't get in Well, oh, that's a bad example. I couldn't Don't get, get well, well, it's a good example because my ACT scores do were terrible. Okay. Yeah, mine weren't and great and my either. GPA out of high school, not great. So the school that I wanted to go to, there's no way I could qualify for it based on the ACT and the GPA. I went to a junior college. And and so the testing is to is a predictor to how well you'll do in college. Going yeah. to junior college is the actual exam. Okay, this is evidence of how I've done in college. And guess what? After I got to, went to junior college, after one year. I went for two, but after one, if I wanted to apply to the same school, then they just looked at my transcripts from the co- junior college I went to. They didn't even look at the ACT. Right. And I ended up going to the school that I originally wanted to. I just had to prove what I could do in college. That's exactly right. But So the
1: University of Chicago has now changed. This is a top-ranked school and does not require the ACT and SAT. The entering class of 2019 and 20 has 24% more first-generation and low-income students and 50% more rural students than the previous year. So not requiring the SAT and ACT is getting more diversity into the University of Chicago, which, by the way, Todd, you and I would have never got into, even if we got good grades in college, first of all. Wasn't going to happen. And here's the other thing that's interesting. Uh, There's many studies that are saying that... um, that that that. Uh, well, okay. Uh, oh, I, I I had a little little joke, but I don't want to say it about about USC. <laughs> but but here's here's another issue that came up. I, I'm sorry, but I was like thinking about this joke, but I don't want it to come out. Uh, there's a call. There's a student that I know that parents moved out of state, the state of California, and this young lady is very bright, and she went to another state, and let me tell you, when she came back, she was telling us. The e, straight A's in that other state, she said it was the, it was so easy, she didn't hardly study, and she got straight A's. Where in California, I'm not saying California, there's other places too, she had to work hard to get a B and a C and, a, and an A, and so where's the disparity there? So if they want to go just by Todd or Denise, if they just want to go by the grades, how does that work when one high school is going to be
2: much easier than another high school? Yeah, so you do away with the standardized <laughs> testing that that is supposed to be an objective assessment of a student's ability and and you just want to base it on gpa and like you're saying well you can't do that because the standards are different i mean let's say you've got one high school that grades on a curve now for those of you that don't know what that means grading on a curve means that if you have 30 people in the class a certain percentage is going to get an a a certain percentage is going to get a b and c and so on not everybody gets an a because you're competing with everybody and then you go to another school where they say look everybody who scores above a 90% will get an A well everybody that graduates in that from that school theoretically could graduate with a 4.0 whereas the first school they can't right. that's why you can't compare GPAs yeah cuz st- and then what do you do with homeschooled kids you know that that are bright but the testing and the way that that is evaluated is completely different from what happens in, a, in an institution of learning so that's why it's ACT tough. And, C, and SAT even though I it hurts me because I was never a good test taker
1: I, I you know I, I say that's a what's one you make it so that's just a, a, a something you look at it's not set in stone. That you go by the ACT, SAT, but you use it as another merit issue.
2: So, so getting back to this lawsuit that is being brought, I just want to point out there there are two ways that you can talk about discrimination. One is where you you challenge because something there's the language in whatever it is in a law or something is discriminatory. For example. If there was an admissions thing that says, yeah, we've only let people of a certain color get into the school or people of a certain color take this test, well, you would challenge that because on its face, the language in it is discriminatory. And then there is another way to show discrimination, which is despite what it says, if it ends up having a discriminatory effect when put into practice, then it's discriminatory. That's what they're arguing here. So they say it's discriminatory, but in every lawsuit, Fred, you've got... The claim for you've got the the alleged wrong, then you have what you think your damages are, and then the last thing is a prayer for relief. What are you suggesting that be done in its place? And and certainly they've got the the claim of discrimination, but they're suing a California school. And didn't your stats? I could be wrong, but didn't yes. your stats say something about? Well, that might be for the test, but in terms of admissions, minorities yes. are doing pretty good.
1: And I want to I want to finish on that, but before I finish on that, I want to talk about one final thing. Sure, I, I'm following this this lawsuit the whole time. And looking at the statistics and the stuff that you brought up, I'm saying, you know what? This this could be true. I think Denise is nodding at what I said that I think she's agreeing with me. Is okay. Don't use it as a hundred percent of what you do, but just use it as a smaller percent. Don't use it as ninety percent of what of what whether or not they're going to get in. Yeah, or not. give it some weight. Right. But but we only have a minute left. But there's something a quote that I want to share with you when we're back from the break from one to the one of the plaintiffs. This quote is very important to me, and I'm going to comment on this quote and what I think about it and how I think maybe this is not such a good lawsuit when we come back. So we're going to come back and talk about, uh, finish up with the ACT. Then we're going to talk about an Arizona uh, fatal, uh, sad, fatal uh, crash that went up on appeal, and it's an interesting issue of why it was overturned. I'll tell you this, it was a $40 million verdict for the plaintiff's family. We'll be back.
0: All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you, Iceberg Drive-Ins. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm.
3: This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation.
0: The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877 886 7186 The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help.
1: Many women have so many clothes in the closet. But then we go to get dressed and find we have nothing to wear. Ah, We've all been there. We all want
6: to be comfortable and fashionable at the same time. And it's difficult to find clothing
1: that makes that task effortless. But at Letty & Company, you can find trendy, comfortable clothing that is affordable. Things you'll want to wear every day. Shop with a purpose
6: online with free shipping. Just go to... L-E-T-T-Y and Company.com LettyandCompany.com
0: The cost of getting rid of garbage is high, and recycling products is lucrative. If you're a business or know of a business that needs an individual compactor or baler, call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. If you already have an industrial compactor, baler, or shredder and need service, don't forget to call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. Northwest Compacting, your full-service industrial compacting and baling company. Read more about them at northwestcompacting.com.
6: Even in the hustle and noise of this modern world, we feel the pull of the forest, to walk under the canopy and feel transformed. National forests are essential to life, majestic and grand. They clean our air, supply drinking water to millions, and provide homes to countless wildlife. They fuel our imaginations, inspiring us to think big, and now's the time to do just that. Fires and natural disasters devastate our forests each year. That's why we're replanting millions of new trees across the country. The Arbor Day Foundation needs your help. We've heard the call of the wild and we've answered. Scientists, foresters, volunteers and members, together we can preserve and protect our heritage and legacy. We must act now so that the generations of today and tomorrow can continue to depend on our forests. Visit ArborDay.org. See how you can help.
2: I like the Amargosa Valley. Are Are you serious? serious? Oh, that stone. Stop whining.
0: This is Radio Law Talk with Frederick Penny.
1: Okay, we're talking about the ACT SAT lawsuits and I just wanted to quote one of the plaintiffs. And again, I was feeling good about this lawsuit to some degree thinking, you know, maybe, you know, we need a little bit of change here. And I've got some statistics to go over with you. And if you want to call in and make a comment, it's 855 Law Radio Denise. You always have the exact phone number it's eight five five law radio or eight five 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 two nine seven two three four so here is a quote from Kawika smith and again you know my listen to my background i i grew up on a uh, in a country and i had dad was a rancher kind of a former police officer and and it was not an easy uh, road to hoe how i grew up Kawika smith the plaintiff a high school senior in los angeles And one of the plaintiffs said as follows, the test results have forced me to reconsider my dreams of going to UCLA or Berkeley and to apply to test optional East Coast schools instead. Cal, do you have anything for me?
0: I, I, I'm, yeah, well, here's what, I have a simple answer to that. Here it is right here. And... You're
1: all morons! How dare you? I I had it until that. How dare you not allow every kid, Denise and and Todd, to fulfill his dreams? They have the right to have their dreams fulfilled. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen out there, my dream was to go to UCLA Law School. I did not get in. I was not, quote, smart enough. My law school admission test wasn't good enough. And guess what I did? I adjusted my sails on my sailboat, and according to way the wind went, and things went fine for me. Young men, young women out there, guess what? Life is not about all your dreams being fulfilled. That's why you keep working. I go to a lot of events, and people ask me to speak, you know, how have you become successful? How have things done well with you, Mr. Penny? And I always say, not always, but most of the time I turn and say, the only difference between me and these other people out here is I got off the ground more than they did. And that's what life's about. Life is about your dreams not being fulfilled, Mr. Smith. And if you don't get into Berkeley or UCLA, that's okay go to a junior college work hard and then show those great grades and move forward yes there may be some disparagement don't get me wrong there may be some issues there that need to be worked
0: out you know what i you know but, you know the issue here fred too many people are waiting for somebody else to give them something instead of willing to go out there and do whatever it takes to earn whatever it is they want. And this lawsuit to me seems about, and again, this is just my opinion. I'm no lawyer. I'm just a guy listening to this from the outside. And that is, will you please get over yourself? And if you want something, start working for it and quit waiting for somebody to give it to you on a platter.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, is Cal, again, we're politically neutral, and I hope this is not a political. No. But that has nothing to do with what color, what race. And no. yes, there are things in life. That are not fair. Get over That it. is part of it. You're right. Well,
3: just keep your options open too. I mean, right. that's another really big thing. You have your heart set on this, but you can get to your goal um, through many different roads. And, exactly. You know, you just keep your options open, and uh, the doors will open. Yeah, I would. You don't know how. It's like uh,
1: I didn't get a UCLA. Oh, oh, no, oh, oh. my life is
3: me, over. Me, Fred Penny, you I give it it to me, Give it to me. Yeah. The
2: the, the, <laughs> the quote the, the Kawika Smith who you quoted in there. It was saying primarily that he didn't believe that he could get in because he couldn't afford the expensive tutors for the ACT that other people could afford or the SATs that other people could afford, and so he wanted to look Neither for he wanted to look for the non ACT accepting schools on the East Coast. And and to that I say, look, I understand that, but. At some point in time, you have to step away from the statistics and look at the practice. You can statistically look at the fact that maybe students get three or four more points better on the ACT with a tutor than they don't. But guess what? There are plenty of people that passed the ACT with flying colors that didn't get a tutor. They just had the discipline to go in and get a practice book and take the practice test and the yeah. multiple choice so, and the work at it and go or, over and over again. The the tutoring Damn. you talked about it being a big business. The importance of tutoring is really promulgated by the people that want to make money by convincing you that you will only pass the test if you get a tutor and it is big business.
0: Just but, like the UCLA and USC admission scandal, it's kind of like
2: the same mentality, although not cheating. Yes, uh, you if won't, you don't go you, our way, you're just not going. To get in. You're just not right, going right, to get right. in, and the fact is, there are plenty of people who had a, you know, study, do what you can. Don't tell me what you couldn't do because you thought it wasn't going to happen. Come to me with damages that show what you did do, or that you were incapable of doing, and that that is why you had the damages, not that you gave up because you didn't believe you could do it.
1: Yeah, just, here's the statistics: freshman class, uh, statewide this year. Um, is 34%. Now this is like this is the Cal Cal system, the Cal uh, schools. 34 Remember these numbers: 34% Latino, 35% Asian American, 22% White, 5% African American. Statewide, 2018 census: 72.1% of California is White. Now here's what's interesting: when they say White, that's not necessarily you know all White. They they, they, they somehow they lump in the Hispanic. So out of that, approximately 36 round numbers are white, 36% white, and about 36% Hispanic. So just think of those numbers: 36, 36% white and Hispanic, and then you've got uh, 5.8% black, uh, 13, uh, and then 14.7% Asian in California. That's that's our now 34% are Latino that made it into Cal systems, and it's a 36%. Latino, approximately, at least what I saw in the 2018 census um, uh, in California. Uh, We've got uh, Asian Americans, uh, 35%, uh, and then in the United States, in California, there's 14.7% Asian, and uh, African American, there's 5% African American in California, and 5% of African American in the UC systems. And there are 5.8% African-Americans in California. So, Cal, you ought to...
0: Pay. Well, are there statistics on, based on the number of applicants? Are there fewer applicants from different racial, ethnic minorities? I mean, how are we aggregating the base to this? That's a question that I have yeah. about so,
2: that. So, essentially, if I understand your stats correctly, what you're saying is that when you look at the admission criteria among divided among ethnicities, admissions criteria, or admissions into California Cal schools, system. Cal System schools, That more closely mirrors the ethnic makeup of the state of California, notwithstanding the fact that the tests that are used by those schools may show some sort of disparity based upon race. When it comes to actual admissions criteria, it's not necessarily translating across. And that gets back Mm -hmm. to the, okay, you've identified a problem with the test, but show me where the damage is. Right. Okay, because if that's not affecting the admissions, if the admissions mirror the ethnic breakup uh, or ethnic breakdown of the state, then it would seem that the UC system, tests notwithstanding, is pretty is pretty even. Actually,
1: the white it's 22% whites in white. uh, It's a 22% white in. Uh, the UC systems, but yet it's about 36.8% of the population is white. So that's even lower there, where everything else is pretty close. Asian Americans, there is more Asian Americans in the Cal system than the 15, the 14.7% population. But anyway, that's interesting. I, I just felt this was all interesting, and I, to wrap it all up in the with a bow. To me, guess what? Your dreams are all not going to come true, This is not Disneyland.
0: Some putts aren't going to sink. Some beef is tough. Yeah, and you know what? You
1: just move on in life, and as my dad would say, adjust your sail, son, according to the wind, and guess what? You're going to be fine. Just work hard, grind, get up more than the next guy, and there you go. There is your pump-up, you know, great advice from Mr. Fred Penny and Radio Law Talk, and you don't care at all, do you?
2: I All care. Right. I, I, care.
1: Right. I like
0: it. You know, I like I'm doing care. the heart. Yeah, I, I care for I it. like it because you're right. I know, that's you know, exactly I mean, that's right. the We're, thing. I'm right.
1: always right, Cal. Isn't that right?
0: Well, I got case and no case right last this hour, so I'd say that's pretty good. <laughs> oh, my God. Arizona,
1: there's a $40 million um, verdict in a crash in Arizona. What happens is this family sues um, uh, the, the the highway that the state over the lack of barriers in the middle of the highway. So this vehicle veers off. There's an accident that occurs. It veers off and goes across the median because there's no median barrier wall or anything to stop them from going to the other side of the highway, and they hit a semi, and it's sad and tragic, and and they die. And so the family sues and wins a $40 million uh, verdict and it's overturned by the appellate court on a loophole. Let me tell you what this loophole is. Those of you who don't realize every state's different, to sue a government or a government entity, it's not the same as suing a non-government entity. You have to make a claim, and there's a claim form. You have to turn it in with a certain amount of time. You have to state certain things properly. And these poor people, poor as in, you know, I feel bad for them, hired a lawyer that was a friend that didn't know this area of law and didn't fill it out properly. And so what happened is they came and amended it with a lawyer that knew what he was doing. And when they got the big verdict, guess what? The court came in and said, sorry, you didn't fill out the form right. Little form didn't fill out properly. Therefore, we're overturning your verdict. And by the way, they've settled out of court now. But yes. Just on a little minor thing that the lawyer didn't do in the claim form, original claim form. Yeah, there were three parts, three yeah. things they had to say in
3: that, and the lawyer only did two. Yeah, we'll
1: be back after that. We'll be back, hour number two, and talk more about all kinds of fun radio law talk issues.
0: That's more radio law talk straight ahead right here. Don't go away.